0: Who are a little bit sad about the Queen? Does anyone here shed a tear? Yes, yes, a couple of hands. Well, I'd admit, I heard Sarah might have been a little bit. Your daughter's dobbed you in. My grandmother had lunch with the Queen. Yes, she did, because she was dating an officer in the army, and he was getting an award, so she was his date. And she always used to tell us about it. And when we were growing up, it was always she always used to say. Well, you'll never have lunch with the Queen with those manners. And we had to, (laughs) she had kind of a British accent because she spent a lot of time in Britain. And so I was always conscious of wanting to have lunch with the Queen and having good manners. (laughs) And we sang God Save the Queen. That was our anthem when we were growing up. Do you remember? We sang it every day at school. So, you know, and then I remember Hudson heard the anthem once when he was very young God Save Our Gracious Queen. But he was old enough to go, Wow, God save the Queen, God save the Queen, God save... He, and he said, did the Queen write that? <laughs> it's like, it's a very sort of focused anthem, isn't it, on the one person? <laughs> so praise the Lord, God bless her, i will be fun. I'll, be, I'll get to have lunch with her yet, but it'll be in heaven. Hallelujah. And my manners hopefully will be good enough. <laughs> praise God. <clears throat> so I'm very excited this morning to beginning to be beginning... This wonderful series on healing, I really felt that the Lord spoke to me, that we need to preach on healing, that we need to keep our faith high. Jesus focused a great deal on healing, a lot of his ministry. I have the stats actually of how many healings are recorded, how many times he he healed multitudes, how many times he healed individuals. So many times Jesus was focused on healing. He taught the word of God and he healed people. That's what he did, mainly just because of compassion. It's very unpleasant to be sick and it's very unpleasant to have any form of sickness. But I think also it was a great way for us to learn about faith and to see his power. And that hasn't changed. It's still unpleasant to be sick, even with doctors, they don't always heal us. And it's a great way for us to grow in faith and to see God's power. And to see his intervention between the the spiritual world and the physical world. And so what I want to do today is I want to look at just one story, one fabulous story that I think speaks to us about the journey of healing. So it's in Matthew chapter 15 and it's a very strange story but very wonderful. And it's one woman's journey of healing. And so I want us to look at it. It begins in Matthew 15, 21. Jesus went out from there, Galilee, he'd been in Galilee, and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. Now Tyre and Sidon is north of Israel. It's not actually in the country that he was, it's not part of Israel. So he he left his country, but he went up to these um, cities nearby. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon possessed. So, these cities, Tyre and Sidon, they were actually um, known to be quite wicked. And the Old Testament prophets had prophesied against these cities. They were Gentile cities, not Jewish cities, known for this wickedness, prophesied against. So, this woman was not a Jew. And she had no right to come to Jesus. She's a woman for a start. Women didn't tend to walk up to men in those days and talk to them. But she was an outsider. She was an outsider. She was from Canaan. And Canaan was a cursed nation. And the reason that they were cursed, Jesus even said, I'm, I'm, "Jesus, God said, I will cut them off. Because there comes a time in a nation when God has enough of sin And he'd had enough of the Canaanites. He gave them hundreds of years to repent. Uh, Her people practised all kinds of sexual deviations, all kinds of sin, bestiality, incest, child sacrifice. He says in Leviticus, the land is defiled. Therefore, I will visit punishment, the punishment of its iniquity upon it, and the land will vomit out its inhabitants. So, yeah, God does get angry. (laughs) But this, but God gets angry with nations, and that doesn't necessarily include every individual in that nation. Okay, that's important to know. And I don't know where she stood, but she needed healing, and so she went to Jesus. And perhaps she heard that Jesus was open to healing other people from the, than the Jews because the Roman centurion's daughter, he'd been healed. He wasn't a Jew either. So let's first of all remember no matter how hard it might be for us, whether we feel close to Jesus or far away from Jesus, that the best place to go when we need healing is Jesus. Okay? Jesus. He is our healer. He is our doctor. Sometimes people just instantly think medicine, doctor, drugs, anything. And we are certainly not against doctors in this in this church. We love them. Praise God for them. <laughs> They really help us. And so we obviously are blessed by science and by medicine and we are very happy to take all the benefits of science and modern medicine. Absolutely. However, that is not our first place to go to. Our first place is Jesus because he is our healer. He is our healer. And sometimes medical doctors can't help. Sometimes they really cannot help. Sometimes they can, sometimes they can't. So let's go to Jesus first. Let's always, in fact, you know, with, with this whole series on healing, I want us to take it into our, all our world because the journey of healing is a faith journey. So it doesn't really matter whether it's healing that you're looking for or anything. It's always good to go to Jesus first, isn't it? Whether it's finances or anything. It's like, let's pray first. Let's ask Jesus first. See what he's going to do when we're in a mess. You know, any kind of a mess. I remember we had, um, I don't know how we knew this man. Chris, you knew him from the football field. But he had been in prison. uh, And we knew him before he was in prison. And then he came out of prison. And he literally, I don't know how he did it. I don't even know how he knew our address. But he came straight from prison to our front door. (laughs) I just remember the door knocked and I opened the door. I was at home with a couple of kids and I uh, opened the door and there he was. I went, oh, hi. His name was Dave. Hey, Dave. Are you? I'm thinking, I thought you were in prison. I didn't say that, but like, are you okay? And he just started crying. He said, I've just got out of prison. I went, wow, <laughs> okay. W- have you got somewhere to go? Like, are you okay? Have you got somewhere to go? And he just started crying just said, I'm just in a mess. And so... Um, I was able to pray for him and just love him right there in the front door. I didn't ask him in because I, I didn't have Chris there. But, um, you know, I just loved him. And it was great. And I just thought, I always remembered that. I thought, what a, what good on him. He's in a mess. He's like, okay, I've got to go to Jesus. I, he, maybe he didn't know how to get directly to Jesus. It's not, not that hard. He's a prayer away. But he's just the next best thing. Right, I'll go to the pastor's house. And I thought that was great. Let's just... Be sure to go to Jesus because there's a lot of places we can go to when we're sick or when we're in a mess. We can go to our sad place. We can go to depression. We can go to, our, uh, the, to, to the television. You know, we can just go and hang out and sort of. Some people go to alcohol. Some people go to alcohol all the time. Every night they get tired. It's like, let's just, let's just drown it out. But she didn't. she went to Jesus, so let's have that attitude that she had. That's the beginning. I'm going to Jesus, I'm going to pray, and and if you really find it hard to pray, go to the next best thing, which is someone godly, but go to Jesus. And so she cried out, "Have mercy on me, O Lord, Son of David, my daughter is severely demon possessed. Now, interestingly, in those days, and I think this is something perhaps we need to be more aware of. A lot of sickness is caused by the devil. So it's just something, it's not all sicknesses, but it's just something to be aware of when we're dealing with sickness. We need to be a little bit more spiritual here, you know. Sometimes, and, and this takes a little bit of discernment, is this a healing or do we actually just bind the devil? Because, you know, she recognised, and we know in other places in the Bible that it spoke about someone that was having a particular kind of fit and Jesus bound the devil there's several times when people got healed that that Jesus bound the devil so that's another reason to go to Jesus is just to get some spiritual discernment what's going on here what are we dealing with Jesus will show us so that's the first point go to Jesus and then Matthew 15 23 it says this Jesus answered her not a word and his disciples came and urged him, saying, send her away. She cries out after us. So Jesus said nothing. Nothing. Isn't that interesting? I love this scripture. I love this whole thing. It's like, wait, what? He didn't say anything? So here you are, you think, right, I'm going to be spiritual. I'm going to pray. I'm going to go to God. I'm going to go to the pastor, maybe. <laughs> nothing. She didn't, he, she, this woman, he just didn't answer her. Jesus isn't rude. He's very polite and very loving, but he he chose not to say a word to her. So what do you do when you feel like you're not hearing from God? Okay? Because we probably have all had that experience sometimes. Maybe God isn't saying anything to us, or maybe you know our ears are blocked up. I don't know why sometimes we're not hearing but we've all been at times where we feel like I don't know what God wants me to do I feel like I'm not hearing what's happening and my question is how hungry are you how hungry are you know that he loves you know that he loves you you've got to know that so if I know that he loves me then I'm not gonna I'm gonna keep going I'm gonna keep pressing in how serious are you how serious are you to get an answer from God? Because he he is not ignoring us in a rude sense. He's drawing us. He's drawing us, you know. Someone walks away. Have you ever had someone when you, when you talk to them and they... They're too close, so you take a step back and then they come to, you know, and they follow you. He's, he's drawing us to see are you going to follow me? Are you serious? Are you really going to press in and find out what I've got to say? Or are you just going to sort of go, well, I prayed about it and I didn't hear anything, so, you know. It's like, no, 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 no. Don't do that. Keep praying. Keep waiting till you hear from God. Be intense. He loves intensity, He loves hunger. It's good to be hungry. It's good to be hungry for God and be serious and to handle it when sometimes you're not getting the response you want or you're not hearing from God. We just have to handle it. Jeremiah 33.3 3 says this, Call to me and I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know. So when I call on God and I don't feel like I get an answer, I don't back away, I don't just give up. I go to the Word and I go, but Lord, it says call to me and you said I will answer you. So I know he'll answer me so I'm going to press in and that's what she did so she kept she he says nothing but she presses in she presses in and we have to keep pressing in I've got a little story here in 2004 I had a sore jaw and it was very sore for more than a year and it was painful to chew or yawn or do anything and I saw uh, – I went to the dentist about it. I saw a physio and absolutely nothing helped. And so you sort of can get to that place It's like, oh, well, I don't know. I just live with it. I don't know. But we've got to keep pressing in and wait until we hear from God because I didn't know what was going on and I just – it's very annoying having a sore jaw when you eat, you know. It's like, oh. So I just kept pressing into God and waiting on God. And then finally, I went to a women's conference. You just never know when you're going to hear from God. That's why it's good to go to things. Make the effort sometimes. This women's conference that's coming up, actually, I, I've been chatting to the pastor. She is. They are putting on an extravaganza. Richard Fowler's actually producing it for them so the Friday night will be some sort of fabulous extravaganza if you like extravaganzas um, with fashion and music and all sorts of things but on the Saturday Catherine Ruanala is coming and she is a real woman of God she has got something on her life she has seen some great healings and so like you can sort of hear about that conference in the city you know it's exhausting I don't want to go but sometimes you've just got to go someone's got the anointing on their life so I went to this particular women's conference. I don't even remember which one it was, but someone had a word of knowledge. And they said, someone here's got a sore jaw. And I went, oh, that's me. I stood up and I was completely healed, 100%. And I've never been, it's never come back again. So you, sometimes you have to just press in. Even if you don't hear, you just keep going. I'm, well, I'll try this one, I'll try that one. You just keep going. I don't, I don't know, I don't know the way, why the, <laughs> Jesus works the way he does. I don't think that the people at that women's conference necessarily had more faith than I did. I do not know. I just keep going. We just keep pressing in, okay? Just keep going. We don't know. Jay John, who we've already heard from this morning, says we live in miracle and mystery. Miracle and mystery. That's the way we live as Christians so in the same verse Jesus doesn't say one word and then the disciples sent her away they said to Jesus send her away she cries after us I like the living bible translation the disciples urged him to send her away tell her to go away she's bothering us with all her begging (laughs) I love that just Jesus can you send her away she's annoying She's an, send her away. So she was getting to the stage where she was annoying people. She was pressing in so much, but also, good one, guys! How loving you are! How sweet! How welcoming! Have you ever been let down by someone? Someone sort of like just not interested, don't want to talk to you, or don't want to? No, no, not you. Someone told me actually just last night their son went to a, the church. To, to help and serve and the, the two uh, pastors there were just not interested in him they didn't they didn't seem to want to talk to him they didn't just weren't interested so he he stopped going in <laughs> and it's quite a test sometimes when things like that happen I don't know why maybe sometimes maybe the pastors are just busy you know it's not don't take it personally but sometimes they're probably being rude <laughs> whatever I don't know pastors or leaders or Christian people I mean you know we're all we're all human <clears throat> and uh People let you down. They can discourage you. They can say the wrong thing. Sometimes it's not that they mean to let you down. It's just that they say something terrible. and You think, that is not what I wanted to hear. Have you ever had that? I'll give you some of my examples. At the age of 10, one of the very special people in my life told me, don't believe in God. Obviously, he doesn't exist because the concept of hell is horrible and a loving God wouldn't do that. I was 10. I was... Uh, I remember. I remember exactly where I was, exactly what I was doing, just going... Oh... like that. And then I remember thinking... I remember walking along, because we were going for a walk, and I remember going... You're wrong. That's what I thought. I went, you're wrong. But it upset me. It upset me a lot. So that person let me down. <clears throat> And people do, they say the wrong things, they try to turn us away from God. This church, when it had been going for six months, it had been going for a little while, no, it had been going for a little while and someone said to us, within six months this church will cease to exist. (laughs) That was a Christian, do you remember that? That was a Christian, they literally cursed us. I'm like, wow, thanks mate. We're still here, what, 27 years later? Can you imagine someone saying that about your church? You're sort of like, we're starting our church. Yay, God, we're doing something for Jesus. Yeah, well, you're not even going to exist in six months. It's like, okay, wow. So, yeah, that was just a couple of clangers. But you will hear things that basically turn you away from Jesus, that turn you away from his answers. And sometimes they come from, you know, really great people. They're theologians who will say, no, God doesn't heal today, no, no, no. Or they will say, well, just occasionally. Sometimes amazingly and occasionally someone gets healed, but we don't know why and it's not. And as soon as you hear that, it's just occasionally you think, oh, well, that that won't be me then. People turning us away from the answer, turning us away from Jesus, because as soon as they say, you know, you probably won't get healed, you think, oh, well, I guess I'll just go to the doctor then. I have a friend who was um, trying to have a baby and she had one baby and she just couldn't get pregnant again. And, uh, and her friend said to her, just be happy with one. One is good. Just maybe that's all God wants you to have. And she was like, I don't want just one. I want another one. <laughs> she has three children now. She never gave up. She didn't listen to those words, people that were just trying to be wise and loving and say, just, just let it go just give up I was told once by a physio who I like <laughs> who's also in the family um, I had a particular pain in my leg the back of my leg hamstring I think it was and he said yeah look that's not going to heal that's actually from overuse that's an, that's just an age thing it's an uh, old age basically and um from overuse and I thought overuse I mean, what, am I Olympic athlete or something? (laughs) Give me a break! I don't overuse my muscles, I really don't. I'm just living a very standard, normal life for any normal physical woman my age. I just, I just went, overuse? What a joke! Like, I I just thought it was funny. I thought no one tells me I overuse my muscles because I don't. He he did not say underuse. Thank you, darling. Thank you. I do. I play my, you know, once a week, I play my little game of hockey, and I still sort of run. (laughs) I have to share, she's not in the room right now, but I have to share that Bethany came to watch me play. She hasn't watched me play much lately, and she came to watch me play last week. And uh, I said, how was it? And she goes, well, I I, I just wanted to cry. I went, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) She wanted to cry, because... I'm not the hockey player I was. <laughs> she goes, I, I think she suddenly became aware of my mortality. Like when she saw me play hockey, she went, oh, oh, yes, you're a grandmother. You really are a grandmother. It's like, that's right, I am. I'm, I'm happy to just be moving around on the hockey field now, honestly. I mean, they keep putting me further and further back, but whatever. Um, so, yeah. But I, I do, re- I rejected that. I went, no, I reject that. I believe that God has given me this body to last me for the whole of my life and it's not going to, you know, the the, the muscles will survive and make it through. I mean, people used to live a lot longer in Bible times and it's not that long that God wants us to live and I believe that he has designed this body to last and and it may not be quite as fast and as strong as it was. That is, There is an element of that but as we get older we have to figure out how much we're going to accept of this, you know. Because he said he bore my infirmities and carried my pain. So I may accept being a little bit slower, the glasses, whatever, rah-rah, but I'm not accepting being in pain and just being sick and just giving up because, you know, hit the age of 60, that's it. We're 60, by the way. Eleanor is the official old age for the Jews. I read that somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It, not, oh, I don't know if it's in the Bible. It's just the Jewish. Jewish the Eleanor, Eleanor once announced on stage that once you're over 40-year-old... Oh, 45 was it? Oh, how generous of you. How very generous. Well, according to the Jews, according to the theologians, the Jewish history, it's, it's, once you hit 60, you are now a mature person, a wise person. Now, at the age of 60, people can listen to you. So, anyway, can't quite listen to me yet, but we're getting there. Um, so, anyway, no, he told me, you know, it's not going to be healed. So, people were, and I rejected that. And you know what? That muscle is 100% healed. I said, no. I said no, and I prayed, and it's a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And you know, we've got to be careful when, you know, whether it's the disciples turning us away from Jesus and from Jesus' word, or whether it's doctors who are proclaiming something over our lives. We've got to be very careful because there's power. If we believe it and we take it in, go, well, that's it then. It, there's actually, you know, I love the um, neuro neuroscience and all this sort of the way that the brain works. And if you tell the brain, guess what, this part of your body will never be healed, the brain goes, okay. You know, and it believes it and it will stop sending messages to be healed. There's a lot, they've, they've, there's some fabulous discoveries around this. So actually our faith, not even just in a Christian sense, but even for everybody else the the faith what we believe impacts our body a great deal so don't let anyone turn you away from Jesus answer don't let a doctor turn you away and say no this is it for you don't allow that go to Jesus what does he say I'll take on board what the doctors say to some extent but I'm not taking everything they say on board especially if they tell me I'm stuck with something forever I don't accept that so The disciples found her bothering. They tried to send her away. And then what happened? Did she go away? No. No, she didn't give up. She kept pressing in for her healing. Keep pressing in. Someone's turned you away. Someone's told you you're going to be sick forever. Someone's done this. Someone's flattened your faith. Go back to Jesus. So then he said this in Matthew 15, 24. Jesus said, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. In other words, I'm not supposed to be ministering to you. This is actually true. Jesus' ministry at this time was primarily for the Jews. It was for the Jews. He, he was mainly preaching in Israel. And, but we know there are exceptions because we've already had the Roman centurion who he, was, who he healed. All right? So sometimes what we, it looks like everybody else is getting healed but not me. So sometimes you've got this thing where it's like it's other people are getting blessed but not me. And that's what that, that, this was the next test that Jesus was giving her. It's like other people are getting healed or other people are getting healed quickly but not me. And so there can be this sort of self-pity thing of oh well, you know, I guess that happens for them but not for me. I don't pray enough or I'm not good enough or I'm something and believe me, we're all something. Come on. We all could pray more, read the Bible more, be more anointed. The devil will always present you with a reason why you do not deserve to be blessed. Believe me. But we don't believe that. We don't believe what that devil says. We believe what the Word of God says. And we don't just give up. We don't know why some people's healing is quick and some people's healing is slow. We don't know why some people seem to like – I mean, Abraham had to wait for 20 years for his wife or him, we don't well it was his wife actually to be healed so that she could have a child in Luke 5 12 there's an interesting scripture the the leper he there was a man with leprosy who also went to Jesus he did the right thing and this is what he said Lord if you are willing you can make me clean Jesus put out his hand and touched him saying I am willing be cleansed and immediately the leprosy left him so there we have the quick one there we have the quick one but I love I love that word you know in in most of the versions say I am willing but it's just the Greek word and means I want to it's still the Greek word for want to you say I want I want to eat you say and I don't know the word for eat so it it, is this guy says if you want to you can heal me and she says I want to I want to and I will and you are. I really want you to get that in your heart because I really felt that word from the Lord. I want to. Do you want to heal me, Lord? Do you is it when sometimes when we say, is it your will? The will of God sounds very mysterious. I don't know what is his will. But what does he want to do? That's that's the word. What does, what do you think he wants to do? He says it right here. I want to. Oh, he says, Do you want to heal me? He says, Yeah, I do. I want to. You're healed. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying today. Do you want to heal me? Do you actually want this, this condition to go? Yeah, I do. I want to. I want to. Isn't that beautiful? I want you to be healed. I don't know sometimes why that the, his desire for our healing makes it is lasting for a while. Who, under, who knows? Here's another little testimony. Uh, my friend in Russia, Irina, she, um, she lost her voice, her singing voice. She's a beautiful singer and a song leader and she lost her voice she couldn't sing and she went to the doctors and they didn't know why Um, but they did say she had some very serious issues going on with her vocal cords, and she couldn't sing for a week or two or three or four and it just went on and on and on and then it was for a whole year she hadn't been able to sing and we then went to visit and she said that she knew that when I came to visit she would be healed and when she told me that she couldn't sing, I also knew. Straight away, I went, that's ridiculous. Like arena without singing, that, that, doesn't, that, that doesn't work. And I remember I had the same, I had faith as well. So I prayed for her and soon after her voice returned and she keeps singing today and it's just as beautiful as it ever was. I don't know why she had to wait for a year and I don't know why she had to, why it was me. I just, there's a mystery around this. Why did that woman have to press in so hard, and Jesus seems so odd with her, like, no, I don't want to, go away, no, 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 no. Meanwhile, the leper comes up and says, do you want to heal me? He says, I want to, immediately, bang. It's a different journey. So you might have been that person where you've watched, oh, they went for the, oh, oh, they're healed, oh, I didn't get anything. It doesn't matter. Every healing journey is different because we are all different, and God knows what we need. He, he, you know, I, I could give you a million testimonies. We've had so many great healings in this church. So many wonderful people have been healed from all kinds of issues. And they're usually all different. God just, he, he just loves us. We're all different. And he, he he, wants to. I want to. But he'll do it differently. And so then we see that she came, he he, the last thing she said, he said, was "I'm only, I'm only supposed to heal these people." <laughs> and so then, what did she do? She came and worshipped him. She just ignored that. She just worshipped. She says, "Lord, help me." I love that. That word, worship, it can mean worship or kneel before him. Just help me. Help no, no. Just help. She just like, oh, help me. Then Matthew fifteen twenty six now he's really he's really putting it on he says after she says please help me he says this it's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs what he called her a dog do you know that that was a really like we still have it as a derogatory term but only when we use the female version of dog so i don't know why but he that's what he called her she, i'm just like whoa that is so strong. That is so strong that he called her a dog. And the reason he called her that was because of sin. And sometimes in our journey to healing and in our journey with God, he's going to challenge us about something in our life that needs to change. And so it's good. Let's deal with it. And she, she was a Canaanite woman. Now, I don't know if she'd ever been involved in any of those Canaanite things. I don't know that. But she did not deny what he said, because she said, yes, Lord. She didn't say, how dare you call me a dog? She didn't say, how dare you call my people dogs? She just didn't even go there. She's just like, yeah, I I know, I know, we're we're not who we should be. She had that humble attitude of confession and admitting. And sin can stop the blessing, even sin in our families. Because a lot of sicknesses are, f- are familiar. They like your family. They, 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 people say it's genetic, but it's like spiritually genetic. It, it, it's, in, it's in the children because it was in the parents, not genetically sometimes. Sometimes it is just genetic. It doesn't really matter. But sin can be in our family, in our nation, in, our, in us. Either way, we need to deal with it. And, and whether it's confessing our own sin and going, okay, am I missing something here, God? Because if I am, tell me. And he's not going to keep it a secret. It's not like, oh, you've got some secret sin, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. So you just feel bad. It doesn't work like that. If we are humble and open, I mean, personally, I find it's pretty quick to know where I've missed it. <laughs> I just know. <laughs> I, don't have to, I don't have to beg God, what am I doing wrong? I mean, yeah, I probably shouldn't have said that last night, right? Okay, let's, let's just deal with it so we confess our sin if if my family has areas in their life that are unhealthy i'm like have i taken that on board without meaning to is that part of my world then i confess that it, you know or i'll just say i don't want a part of that I, that you know i just i deal with it because family does impact us a lot so we need to deal with our family and and either forgive our family sin or for, or confess it if we've if we've taken it on board so she says yes Lord yes uh, yes and and I I feel the softness of her heart in that answer but then listen to what she said even little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table and randomly I don't have the last page you don't happen to have it down there do you (laughs) So even the little dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. So um, I'll just look up the rest of the scripture so I can finish the message. So where are we? All right. All right. So even the little dogs. So she's like, all right, I know that I haven't whatever. Maybe I'm a dog, but even little dogs get the crumbs. So she's so humble, so hungry, so teachable. She's going to Jesus and she's going to get everything that she can get. And so let us just have that that attitude and then look verse 28. And then Jesus answered and said to her, "O oh woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire," and her daughter was healed from that very hour. So, The whole time what Jesus was doing was testing her faith. He took her faith and he plunged it in the fire, didn't he? He, I'm sure, I I just feel he had a twinkle in his eye this whole time. But he, he plunged it in the fire and her faith came out as gold, as gold. And she received so much from Jesus. She received healing for her daughter, which is like, oh, but even more than that, in some ways, she received a commendation from Jesus. You have great faith. What a, what a wonderful thing to have. What a, you know, that kind of testimony will last for all eternity. You, you've done something really great. Your faith is great. And then he said, you get, and there's that word again. Let it be to you as you desire. It's basically like, you're going to get what you want. It's the same word, thello. What do you want? You're going to get it. Isn't that awesome? And her daughter was healed from that very hour. So what an amazing faith journey that she took. Jesus loved her all along. He, he he was testing her. He was, every area of her life you can see there when you go into that scripture was tested but she just kept pressing in and pressing in and pressing in and then at the end it's like she got what she wanted, and what she wanted was the same thing that Jesus wanted. We see that before when Jesus spoke to that leper, those great words, I want to. He wanted to heal her, and she wanted to be healed. We've got to want it. And she got it. So praise God. What a fantastic testimony for us. What a fantastic woman of God. And let us also be like that. Let us be people who press in to know what we want and press into God to see what he wants, come to pass in our life. And that may well be healing. So come on, let's pray right now. What I want us to do, let's stand up. I'm going to have an opportunity each time that we are praying and speaking about healing over the next few weeks to pray. And today what I want us to do is I just want you to put your hands on the part of your body that needs healing. I want you to just, just lay hands And I just see the Holy Spirit putting His hand over your hand with His anointing. And I want you to want, I want you to bring up that want again. I want to be healed. I do. I want this to go. I'm not going to live with this anymore. Father God, Father God, I just pray right now over every single condition in this church, every pain, every discomfort, every body part that is not working right, Lord God. I proclaim Your Word. You want to heal it. You want to heal. It is your heart's desire, Father God. For us to be strong and healthy and whole to serve You. And we want to see. We want to be healed, Father God. But we also want to have great faith. And we also want to bring glory to You, Father God. And so we just press in right now and thank You. I just pray, be healed every condition, where every hand is laid. I speak healing right now. Thank You God for Your healing power, for angels that minister to us, Your healing anointing. Thank You Father that the the Word of God does not return void. It accomplishes, it does something. And we proclaim Your Word, You forgive all our sins, You heal all our diseases and You want to heal us today Father thank you for your healing power we love you God Amen